0: Touch that is. on the reverse takes the shot. It scores. Oh, and the yeah. What a shot. No! Oh, brilliant goal. What a wonderful counter-attacking goal. You're listening to Totally Pro League. This is hockey. Oh, it's a finish. There's an deflection shot. Feeds the keeper. Play waved on. There's the shot. Goes. And welcome to Totally Pro League, episode seven, coming your way. And it's the first of the fans episodes, I'm going to call it. We've, uh, we've had the coach, we've had the player. Now it's time to take in a fan. One of several will feature over Totally Pro League and a, a very warm welcome to Greg Bird. Greg.
1: Hey, John, how are you going tonight, mate?
0: I can't remember the last time I called you Greg oh, no,
1: can i know, looking it's very <laughs> professional
0: And um, I've asked Greg to come along with us tonight Because he is a fan He's also done a lot of coaching Especially of women's hockey And he's also seen hockey played in China
1: Well, yes, that I have I was lucky enough to be over there a couple of years ago For the Youth Olympics And that was an interesting journey To see how they do things And it's... um uh, when they do
0: something in China, they go the whole hog, don't they?
1: They build cities for events, so you know they don't they don't skimp on anything.
0: Did you notice much about uh, a, a sort of growing hockey culture? Was there was there a hockey culture there?
1: Most of the people we spoke to was more college and and military based still, but yeah, there's slowly there's a couple of smaller kids style schools where they're doing hockey, but it's really it's. Uh, it's pretty basic still.
0: Well, let's get on to the games that were in China. That's why I've asked you along here, because you at least have seen a game in China, which is as close as we could come to a Chinese expert here at Totally Pro League. And, um, well, it was a pretty fascinating game of hockey, a uh, couple of games of hockey across uh, last Thursday and Friday. And it kicked off with the... Uh, the thursday game argentina taking on the chinese at home in Wuzhen. that game got underway at 4pm uh, local time and well i, th- I think any time you get away with a 1-0 result uh, even if it's a 1-0 loss against argentina you're doing all right
1: mate i was uh they, they play some different hockey sometimes they uh, they can shut people down but once again argentina taking a short squad with them like what's their big plan are they just saving things for and going through the group as people are thinking about the number of games they're playing in a home and away series
0: yeah I think there's definitely a lot of they're, they're thinking a lot more about the way they move their squad around and also it's a cost saver they've got a lot of miles to travel for Argentina so they did Take one less player onto that, into that team than the 18 man squad allows. And of course, both sides had a goalkeeper that didn't play, so that makes it 17, 16, or whatever you want to say. Um, but, uh, the, 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 the Chinese do defend very well. Um, I was thinking that perhaps there's real struggle area is in attack, but they sort of turned that around the next day when they took on New Zealand and in a, Well, what must be said turned into a thrilling game, but back onto the Argentina China game there. Um, he's very tactically astute, I think, the Chinese, the Chinese coach.
1: Well, I think he's been around for quite a while now. He's, uh, he's played you know, some higher level hockey himself and he has an idea of what the game's all about. It's more their execution that probably lets them down than their, their game plan.
0: Oh definitely And I think he he understands um, You know how to shut down opposition teams as well While still allowing Even though they haven't got it right perhaps just yet But they When they attack They go bang And they very often score When they're given an opportunity Their scoring rate's quite high
1: Yeah I think they're um, And it comes down to a little bit I think they're underestimated a bit And some people May not give them Some of the their players the respect they deserve and and give them a bit too much space.
0: We were talking before we um, started recording this Totally Pro League that it's almost as if the Chinese girls aren't less skilled. They can still do all the really highly skilled things but when they approach a player it's not a big flurry of dribble to try and get around that player it's the one-two tap and try and get past. And it's just it's almost as though they're trying to really simplify the game and make it, uh, making it about getting basic things right.
1: I think the, the the end result of what they're trying to play is that they just move the ball fast. <laughs> if if you're not in a good position to take a player on, use your teammates, get around them. Yeah, play the triangles. Play some, you know, play some angles. This,
0: the second game the Friday game once again getting underway at 4pm as I mentioned was quite a bit of a thriller now China scored in the ninth minute number 7 oh before we do that who scored the goal for Argentina then Bertie Greg now
1: like you. <laughs> yeah. you got me I don't know who scored
0: it I think it'll be number
1: 19 well, number 19 writing. for Argentina
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alberta Alberta uh, oh, Augustina Albert.
1: Alberta. there yep. you go.
0: And, uh, that one was off a, a field goal. Yep,
1: once Ten again. minutes
0: into the game. Yep. That's it. Fifty minutes of one a end slog. to the other. Yeah, it was a slog. China, New Zealand now. And this was a game New Zealand I'm sure we're looking at because, oh, they've played a lot of games. They need the points. And they had a great victory over Australia last weekend. Probably thinking, hmm, this is a game ready for us to pounce on. These are points we need. And it didn't turn out that way for them. And it must be said, the game was reasonably pedestrian uh, until three-quarter time. I mean, uh, it probably was a shock that China got ahead early. It was a very entertaining game. Don't get me wrong when I say pedestrian. It was a very entertaining game. Um, number seven for China, as I mentioned, zuji uh, Um then again, China scored in the, in the 19th minute and, uh, number 19 scored that goal. Bit of feng shui going there to mm. see, um, Zhang Zizhou. Then it was quiet until three quarter time. 2-0 in favour of China. New Zealand had chances. China had t- chances. I don't think that was a very accountable game. I haven't got the stats there, but I'm, there was a lot of players picking up open space except for one and that was Stacey Mickelson who I thought had a very good game but they worked her. The Chinese girls made sure they worked her over a little bit. And um, come uh, three-quarter time, everything turned on its head. China scored in the 51st minute to make it 3-0. So nine minutes to go, 3-0 up. Then New Zealand come back in the 52nd and 54th minute. bang. Bang. Uh, number 31, guess who? Stacey Mickelson getting that underway with the penalty corner. And then, uh, it was number 28, uh, Silo Golan, who, uh, got the second goal. So back to, f- um,
1: 3-2.
0: Three 3-2. Two. Three two. Then China, in the 56, 56th minute, uh, they pinched a goal back, uh, thanks to number 12, uh, Gu Kui. Uh, so we're back out to 4-2. Sixtieth minute, New Zealand penalty corner, four three. Number twenty four, Rose Cadell <laughs> gets on the scoreboard. So and then China scores in the sixtieth plus minute off a penalty corner through uh, number two Gu
1: Bingfeng,
0: and uh, takes out the game five goals to three. I mean it. It, it just changed utterly after three quarter time.
1: The um. I've- the last ga- game I actually saw the New Zealand girls play, I thought they play, were starting to play a really good brand of hockey again, you know. They were being accountable for each other. I didn't see much of this, this, that game, but by what I heard, for it to go that mad in the last, the pressure, it must have been a, a pretty full-on physical encounter for both teams.
0: Well, I, I do think that they worked hard on Stacey Mickelson and made New Zealand look for other na- avenues, perhaps. Um and they do play a fairly um physical brand and it 's not like run into people and bash them over, but when they stand their ground, they stand the ground the chinese girls
1: oh yeah, and
0: um and as we mentioned a bit earlier they they do the simple things really, really well. And when you can master the simple things really well, it makes it look more complex sometimes than what it actually was. And there were several times where they just, simple body faints and going the other way, got them around players. and um, Not terribly difficult, doesn't require a lot of skill, but it does require a lot of thought.
1: Did uh, the New Zealand girls have any transport issues like the Australian girls had? We're
0: going to get to that very no, shortly. No. But, I mean, it's all part of what they're now calling the Pacific leg, you know, going through China, uh, America... Even though they're playing on the East Coast <laughs> um, Down to Argentina Which by the way is also oh, on, the, on the East Coast <laughs> So it's, that's actually the Atlantic leg If you want to think about it that way But um, yeah
1: So, so they played at Spooky Nook yet?
0: No they're coming up oh, We're going to get to, we're so gonna get to going Spooky Nook s- oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there But uh, that was quite a fascinating game In New Zealand China And meant a lot to both teams Not that I think either of them will be there At the pointy end but um, growth for China and New Zealand, an opportunity missed. So, you've got the table in front of you there.
1: I'm just having a quick look at that. So, New Zealand skip up to eight games and China are on seven. So, that's probably going to bring China right back into it with a couple of games. So, it could upset a few people yet.
0: Yeah. Well, I, do, I don't think any of the positions have changed from last week. Netherlands on top, Argentina, Belgium, Australia fourth, then New Zealand, Germany... China, Great Britain, and United States, but those percentages have changed here. Last week, China was on twenty six point seven percent, and I believe this week they would be on thirty three point yeah thirty three point three. So that victory is uh, they had a loss as well, but a one goal loss, and I think that goal difference is going to make a big difference. Come the end of the tournament, as much as I think the F.I.H. might be hoping that it's sorted out by you know shootout victories and stuff, I still can see teams finishing on the same number of points or whatever it is, so you get the same number of percentage and goal difference will become integral come the end of the season. And one nil loss isn't bad going against Argentina.
1: I'm still trying to get my head around how some teams have only played three games and went this far into the competition.
0: Yeah, that, that is, you know, fixed string is going to be one of those things you're going to have to work at. That, that That's what I think the competition needs the most work at is getting the fixed string right. Because if you don't get the fixed string right, you're not going to get the crowds right, you're not going to get the attention right, you're not going to get so many other factors rely on getting your fixed string right.
1: Yeah, but that's a huge advantage coming into finals too if you've been running you know, back-to-back Every second weekend leading into finals, and other countries have been sitting on their backsides waiting a month for everyone to catch up. That's a lot of time to try and, you know, keep your players at that peak.
0: Well, Birdman, that's a good time to have a break, and when we come back after that break, we'll look at the official Beatles FIH Pro League calendar. <laughs> Listening to Totally Pro League. My name's John Lee, and I'm joined this week by our fans' perspective, Greg Bird. Also known to be a man who can clear a room full of um, administrators simply by walking into the, through the <laughs> door. Uh, Birdie, it's good to have you with us. Um, now, I've just mentioned before the uh, be- official Beatles, Beatles calendar. Yeah, it well, is the Beatles
1: be- calendar. It, it is. FIH didn't put anything out for. In well their marketing.
0: they've got they've got certain they've got like apps and stuff you can get an app, but you can't get a photo of the Beatles on every month. You have to mm. you have to come to me for one of those. I've got I've got the um the calendar spread out in front of me here and we did mention it last week. Uh where are we at the moment? We're at the end of uh end of March. We've had a few games, you can see a bit of a quiet weekend last weekend and then we get into a few games in April. And there's, um, oh, a, bit, a bit of space here in May and a few games. And then there's June. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is fully back-ended on, on this competition. So uh, I, I would suggest that for the teams like Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, China, who are mm-hmm. all essentially going to be doing it hard, I would think, at the heart, at the back-end, as far as the, the rigours of travel, et cetera, go. Um, I think it's just the financial reality of the way the tournament's gotta to be fixed, to be honest. Uh it's gonna be interesting ty- trying to fit in the totally pro leagues between all of these games.
1: It can to be interesting just trying to watch all these games.
0: Well that that's a good point, considering some of them are at a side sign- essentially at the same time.
1: Oh, if if they're telecoms oh, we've been your Yeah, there. yeah, the pro
0: league we're sweet with. Yeah, yeah. it's it's other cups it's that are other,
1: other cups that are around
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Couple of things I did want to mention. Uh, you brought it up earlier. Uh, the Aussie travel woes, because Grant Schubert and I were saying last week, and Grant was, you know, the Aussie girls did look a little bit, uh, down on energy, especially in the New Zealand game. They, they totally outplayed and, back to back games and the virtue of them as well. Uh, well, the story came out the next morning. In fact, later on that night, uh, just about 15 minutes after I'd posted Totally League like Grant <laughs> messaged me, have you seen this story? Uh, it was written by Caden Helmers from the Canberra Times, a sports reporter there, although I picked it up off the Brisbane Times website. Um, and delays in Perth and the Sydney storm left the Hockey Roos and Kookaburras stranded in Canberra on Thursday night. This is before their pro league game a couple of weeks ago on the double header Argentina and New Zealand. Um, they were due in Sydney. Of course, Sydney uh, had a storm, but they also have an 11pm curfew in Sydney, so you can't land your plane there. Well, what happened is they got delayed in Perth. Now, according to Edwina Bone, you wouldn't think getting to Sydney would be difficult, but apparently it is, just a little bit. Getting stuck on the tarmac in Perth, then watching people get offloaded, figuring out you're not one of those people getting offloaded, yay, so you stay on the plane. You go to take-off, fail take-off, so you come back on the lounge. You get no information, you get put on a plane eventually, and you're up in the air. You're in the air for six hours and still don't get told anything, and then you're told you're going to Canberra, which is <laughs> bad enough at the best of times. I'm pretty sure I was the only person on the whole flight that was like, yes, we're going to get to Canberra. <laughs> And then there was no ground staff to get your bags for over an hour. Then Virgin said there was no accommodation anywhere in Canberra, so you're stuck here for the night.
1: Sleeping on the floor. Sleeping on the floor, they
0: were. um, A lot of coaches didn't get much sleep. A lot of players got little sleep. sleep. Um, And that was on the Thursday night, Friday morning, leading into that doubleheader on the weekend. Uh, and not just because they're hockey players. That's a horror story for anybody that is travelling by air.
1: The only th- uh, good thing about that story is it'll at least get the Australian teams used to being flying around the world for 32 hours and getting everything stuffed up.
0: Yep, and uh, not getting there early and having three weeks of training before you go. Before, before you go. yeah. yeah that's just, that, a bit the hard realities to do on the
1: Beatles' calendar, though.
0: It, yeah, it's very hard to do on the Beatles' it's calendar. interested to
1: see if, if there's any aircraft gets or storms in Europe how
0: things are affected especially when
1: there's a game back to back to back to back to back to back for the whole of that month
0: yeah oh will Brexit have an influence what will that do to players passports etc who knows
1: have they even got passports and visas yet
0: I have no idea I've been keeping well away from that subject I've got no idea (laughs) Sure, we're totally pro league. We're talking all about the pro league and some things on the edge of the pro league. Well, this, no, this is a next subject it will be about stuff that's in the pro league as well. Um, I'm with Greg Bird. My name's John Lee. Greg's my co-host, the fans co-host this week. Now, anybody that's uh, been around us having a couple of quiet ones after a very hard fought over 50s game, Would know that we have somewhat differing views on hockey at different times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very different views. Okay. It's all good for the sport.
0: That's right. Now, um, one of the things I'm not sold on is the penalty shootout. Oh, the the shootout. Let's not say penalty because we've seen some games that have had shootouts. Um,
1: why can't it be a penalty shootout then?
0: No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, forget the terminology for a sec, but I'm not, Anti the idea of having a shootout, but I still would argue that the the um, the, the stroke is more exciting or, or more of a moment. And one of the things that I think interrupts the, the the rhythm of the penalty shootout at the moment is the way that teams refer penalty shootouts. And while I agree we've got to have a mechanism there because we've got cameras on it and You've got to be able to have a mechanism where people who are at home aren't going to be going off their nanas about a decision made by an umpire. So we'll have an umpire referral system.
1: Um, Well, how about we do a deal? Actually, there's a bit of compromise for you. Okay. Let's take the penalty corners out, Uh, replace them (coughs) with the penalty shootout, and then if it's a drawn game and the end of it, you need something, you can go to flicks. And I know you're serious. I am serious. Get rid of the short corner. Boring as batshit. Oh, boom there from the
0: Birdman um, well, well, we've got some st- statistics here anyway I mean, 70% of the goals from men's games in the Pro League this year Come from the field anyway
1: oh, So, we're about 30%, 30% goals are fit from penalty corners And the conversion rate of penalty corners at the moment What are we doing? 17%? Maybe 20 well, If you're lucky, across the competition?
0: Is that the point? Is, it, is the conversion rate the point?
1: Well, it is. It's not a penalty anymore. Well, not until people stop trying to drag for past guys that sit in front of ball machines for three hours a week. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> that's, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you reckon the the, the secret to making...
1: Look, all I, the time we lose in the game now. Stop the clock. Put your gear on. or oh, there's a video referral. Oh, don't put your gear on. Oh, put your gear on. Do your review. One-on-one. Bang. Good for the crowd. Good for television. No real hold-up in play. If he misses, he misses. 16, let's go.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it first here on Totally Pro mm-hmm. League. Um, and we could argue long and hard about this subject.
1: But Face I'm mask, not knee mask. It. We'll go well, back like to the it, old mate. days then. Well, uh, no protective equipment. I'm a lot. No, hang on a sec. Yeah, You've got to have well, a box on. <laughs> You've got to have
0: a box on. I mean, as a, as a member of the postman's club, um,
1: half the postmen step outside the post now.
0: Well, they do now. Yeah. I, anyway, I, I'm, I'm an advocate we for penalty stroke. But the, the my main problem with it is the time. As soon as we go to a video referral on those things, it just kills.
1: What the atmosphere the
0: Well, stroke stuff, often there's no reason for a penalty referral, uh, for a referral from the umpire, but because we're involving field play in, in the, in the shootout, that there's far more room for, you know, for penalty, for, for referrals to be made.
1: Really? Not if there's a big countdown clock like part of the, all the (laughs) locations are supposed to have behind them.
0: Right. Yeah, No, but it stops, you know, oh, we're going to have a referral now, so we wait. And the umpire looks it from that view. He looks it from that view. And, uh, and, and very often, uh, there's such fine lines in some video referrals. It actually takes quite a while to go through. Oh, is that? Is that not? And so a very a lot of them could be argued either
1: way. Well, a lot of them are using Hawkeye, so it can't be that hard. The tennis can do it in 30 seconds. Why can't we?
0: Well, we're not talking about balls going over the line necessarily, but giving away for but Yeah. Fair enough Oh well Maybe uh, what you got to do Is get elected to the FIH uh, don't even want to get,
1: get <laughs> elected to the club
0: <laughs> Someone might actually hear this And take up that idea you know. oh, Don't be silly <laughs> As long as the, I, I, I still reckon we should bring What about extra time? Will you play extra time?
1: Oh. You well you can't time, do extra time anymore you When know, I get modern game Why? Because of media coverage Ah, oh, that's a bollocks argument. We'll move on.
0: <laughs> uh, you're listening to Totally Pro League. I'm John Lee, your co-host. i with our fan host, Greg Bird. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Birdie. What do you make of the pro league? You were here at the games in Perth. Uh, you, the hockey. I what? know how you have some issues with some other aspects of the pro league, but let's just talk about the hockey. I think, oh,
1: on a general, we're pretty lucky here in Perth. Though we see a lot of international games yeah. around around all the time. Even um, you know state leagues and and the like, China University and stuff are down here. And that there's. A lots of different teams that come blowing through here. We see we can see a lot of hockey, but I was really impressed with the way the Perth hockey community got out to support the pro league games here. We always thought that you know I had it in my head we might have been a bit left it a bit late on our advertising and that to get everyone involved, but it was great. It was standing room only, it was fantastic. Probably better than some of the other stadiums we've seen around yeah. the country and yeah. around the world as far as supporting the game goes.
0: And on the field? <laughs> no Colin you've enjoyed oh, some of the hockey
1: No the hockey's been good The hockey's been good I think the biggest thing that I've noted In most of the game plans And that mainly because i I've only watching the girls a lot now um, The uh, actual your own Own skills and you know, a consciousness For that amount of time for, for, At the speed they're playing now Is the hardest thing If your players switched on for an entire game Teams play good But you only need one or two players To have that lapse of judgment Or or executing their skills And it doesn't matter who you are it can, Who you're playing That can hurt you
0: Well you look at that China-Argentina game I mean one goal was scored But there were a lot of chances for both teams To have oh, scored yeah. in that game They're
1: creating some great chances yeah, I think it's, it's, But
0: it's, that's that one moment that separated them th- That one little moment
1: yeah, One mistake
0: Yeah, Well, we know all about mistakes here at Totally (laughs) pro
1: League. We won our grand final. What more do you want?
0: We did. We did pretty well. Um, Back-to-back games, is that an issue?
1: Um, The only thing I think it could be an issue with um, is in some countries for keeping the crowd up, keeping the crowd engaged to go two days back-to-back. Yeah. Playing-wise, it's not really that much, depending on as long as the travel arrangements are right. But back-to-back, it's just like any other tournament. You'll have yeah, at least yeah. two games back-to-back at some stage of a tournament.
0: Yeah, so the, the, the actual back-to-back nature of games in itself is not a problem, but it becomes a problem if it's compounded by other factors. For other
1: factors in, yeah. you know. Such
0: as travel.
1: Or weather or, you know, yeah. what were they doing in Sydney the other day, trying to dry the turf for three hours oh, before, yeah. the, before the game.
0: Didn't you see your mate Shane out there?
1: Um,
0: He was out there with a big mop. Oh, he was out there doing the mopping, mate. Don't worry about that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was noted. It was noted. Um, look, I, (laughs) yeah, back to back games. It's interesting because I think when you hold back to back games at the same time, you're going for the same demographic. And I would like to see the idea that perhaps there is Hockey is families and all that sort of stuff, but then there's, um, you know, we like to have a good time too, some hockey people. And, and maybe they, you know, like play Friday night games where you can go along after work, they start after work, have a couple of bevies, get into the Friday night, have a, have a good night, have a bite to eat, get a kebab or a toasted sandwich or whatever happens to be. <laughs> and, and, You know, just aim for a couple of different demographics. Uh, You know, growing children and getting kids involved in that, that's a big part of it as well. But you've got to have as... You can't always be just attracting children. You've got to be able to keep attracting adults as well.
1: Well, it's no good attracting children. And young young adults. If you can't sustain them for the life. Hockey's for life. Like most of the people I've been associated with through my entire hockey career. Yeah. Hockey's a game for life. You play it when you're 10, you play it when you're 80. So... You play it when you lose an arm, what you know, whatever. You just keep playing. Mm, you do it because you love the sport, and I think that's uh unfortunately something that we're losing over time with the fact that it is becoming a professional sport, and and people need to rather be you know, just changing allegiances all the time, and not so much you know internationally, but we see it at, at you know even national level and changing states and bits and pieces, so. It's interesting which way the things will change.
0: Well, we don't have professional hockey in this country, do we? As opposed to say the Netherlands, we've, we've oh, got nothing. Nah, like
1: that. Nothing. The luckiest you would be able to play. Yeah, nothing. You've got more chance of being paid if you're from uh, outside Australia and come to play for a club in Australia than the Australians have.
0: That'd be your phone. Mm. Someone's trying look, to get oh. hold of you. Oh. Let's <laughs> get right on to next week's already. game, shall we? Let's have a look at what's going on this weekend and uh be quiet over the last the, the two games in China were last Thursday Friday. Nothing across the weekend. Fortunately couldn't even watch the Aslan chart. I was about to say was, was a that
1: a fixturing to help out everyone that wanted to have a quick trip back into there on their way? Well, home from uh, China?
0: Oh, I w- well, I would have thought that the, the there was a gap in the scheduling for a reason and that the Aslan Shah was that reason. But who's to know? Games get underway again with the Pro League, though. That's what we're here for. This weekend, Friday the 29th, and guess where we are? Your favourite hockey <laughs> field. The US Spooky are taking nuke. on Belgium's Spooky nuke. Right. Uh, that game's getting underway at 7pm local time there in Spooky Nuke on Friday the 29th, which means for you, big fella, up early, or no, you'll be out fishing by this time, 7am <laughs> on the Saturday morning for us here in Perth, you'll figure it out for yourselves. Um, you'd think the <laughs> Algemon are going to win that game. Yeah, Although, um, it's a, the tra- see, I'm, I'm thinking I've got the men's team head in my head. Yeah. There. No, no, we're talking about the women's side of the game, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Considering the travel That's probably a pretty even competition That that game
1: Yeah I'm, I don't know I watched the US game uh, I can't even think who they played Netherlands I think it was A couple of weeks ago And I was
0: They get beaten five
1: Yeah, yeah they I was pretty disappointed was the In the game. way they played Actually I didn't think they played As well as I'd seen them Play previously um, But You know There's always lots of Ins and outs And, and new groups coming in um, But Yeah, Belgium. I think they might be a bit of a quiet quiet achiever. How many games they played already? They're in the middle of
0: the European season, though. Much will depend on who's available for Belgium, I think. There might be girls there that have got club duties.
1: Well, there's a few men's teams that were missing some players because they had to go back to Europe to play in their club competition over there.
0: That's where the money is, unfortunately. Not in the professional... (laughs) yeah. Well, that, that's the one and only standalone game on, um, on Friday, Friday evening for those of you in Europe. So you'll be able to watch that pretty much, uh, with a cool bevy in your hand and, um, a Friday night to look forward to, just as we were talking about before.
1: I'm actually quite lucky, mate, to be able to just record it and, and watch it at my leisure.
0: Oh, well, it's, it's available. It is available on fih.live, uh, replays. I'm not sure what the time delay is there, but, um, certainly on KO Sports, who's our provider here in Australia. Straight away As soon as the game's finished
1: There's a replay to watch Don't know I've been getting quite a, quite a few On, on Fox like, Just of late Have you? I've actually looked at the Old Fox box tonight And seen there's about 15 games I haven't watched on there So
0: you got a lot of catching up today. I've got a
1: lot of catching up
0: Because there's some ripping games Check out the Spanish men's games There, there were the, it Actually I didn't see A lot of the head men's head games On Fox
1: out. In oh, the recording yeah. list There was a lot of the women's games okay. There Which Surprising
0: Well, two more women's games are coming up on Sunday the 31st. Uh, but we start our game, our day with a a men's game. It's Argentina taking on Spain. It's at Estadio Mundialista Mm. in Rosario. Yeah, uh, a 4pm start there locally in Argentina, which makes it a lovely Monday morning at 3am game for us. Um, I'll be at work unfortunately. Uh, that's followed up. I'm not sure if you could say fo- yeah, followed up at uh 1,800 hours local, Argentina versus China, so two of the teams that don't have an opposite sex playing against the Argentina men and women. And then um, s- sort of after that, sort of after, it's on at the same time locally, 6 p.m., 1,800 hours, the USA versus Great Britain women, uh, that game's on at 6am locally for us. So there's a bit of an overlap there between the Argentina-China game and the, uh, and the USA-Great Britain game, but the men's game, Argentina and Spain, getting underway 4pm local time in Argentina. So let's see, we're 3am for us here in Perth. So what's that in England? Seven hours behind us. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, about 8pm. About 8pm. So that's prime time for you guys there in, in, uh, Europe to be watching some of that hockey. On Sunday night
1: Quite possibly On a Sunday night Nah They'll be the club
0: The club Oh yeah. after club yeah, After yep. club Well indeed Bertie Thank you very much for joining us
1: That's alright mate Good well, we'll to go catch up have... again
0: Yeah yeah we'll, we'll be out on the field In a couple of Saturday afternoons time Won't we
1: Apparently we are <laughs> it Scares me
0: Oh just look One One thing before we go we love a bit of a chat with the umpires and by the time you're our age and the umpires you're chatting to them mostly most of the time you're apologising them for being such a gumby as to give away a free hit like you just just did but um this is a bit of audio that comes from the, the game um it was the China-New Zealand game the other day. And uh, I, just call, I, I just like listening to it. It's quite funny. Listen to the change in pitch and tone of the umpire's voice during this exchange and after it, just as she finishes off. Because, you know, it's a very cupcake voice that she finishes off with, I think. It's lovely. And thanks to uh, FIH.live, who I got this audio Pretty from. Enough. Beautiful. I haven't seen it, sorry.
1: So you're asking for a back stick? New Zealand! New Zealand! Hey! New Zealand!
0: What are the Foot? Ivana! Yes. They're asking for a foot, so come to college it. Ivana! Really? <laughs> who, hasn't, who hasn't heard that scrogan voice from an umpire before? What well, is it from Totally Pro League for another week? Thanks, Greg.
1: That's all right, mate.
0: Good to have you here been fun. We'll have uh, more results uh, next week from this weekend's games, looking ahead to the weekend after and uh, another co-host I think we might even be in the territory of umpires I'm not sure.